Hello and welcome. This is the next episode of Harvey's Huddle. I'm your host, Jackson Harvey. We are sticking southbound here today. Sticking with the NFC South. Uh, our last episode was the AFC South, so if you haven't gone and listened to that, go and check it out. And uh, if you haven't been listening to our other episodes, go and check those out too. We're going division by division. We're trying to predict how this 2022 regular season is going to end up. So make sure to check all of those episodes out. We've got like, including this one, we got three more to go. And then I'm going into playoff scenarios and Super Bowl uh, pick. So I'm uh, I'm pretty excited. I have been loving writing these episodes. Um, there's a lot of really good teams that we haven't looked at yet. And I'm really excited to give you my previews on the NFC South and the AFC and NFC West divisions in the next few days. Uh, If you haven't already, go check us out on social media. We're on uh, Twitter at Harvey's underscore huddle. We're on Instagram at Harvey's huddle. And we're also on Facebook. So go check us out. uh, Get involved in the conversation. Let me know if you think I'm stupid. Let me know if you think I'm a genius. Uh, Most of the time I'm a genius. I, I can be stupid sometimes. I'm willing to admit that. But go and let me know. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Uh, hit us up on those social media accounts. Um, let's talk about NFC South. We're going to go from last place to first place in the 2021 rankings or standings. Uh, so we're going to start with the Carolina Panthers. They finished the season 5-12 and 12 last year, of course. Uh, we're going to talking about a stupid moment. I kind of had them all but picked to run to the Super Bowl. I think I had them in the NFC Championship last year. I thought Sam Darnold was going to be an MVP candidate, uh, and I thought Christian McCaffrey was going to be Comeback Player of the Year. Uh, But, you know, it didn't really work out for the Panthers, now did it? That being said, (laughs) kind of leave a long pause for that. That being said, uh, I have the... Carolina Panthers being my number one NFC dark horse team. If there's a dark horse team to make it out of the playoffs in the NFC, it's the Carolina Panthers for me. And I know I rode the Darnold trade hard last year. uh, And I I said some really stupid things about how the team was going to go. I'm in it. I'm in for the Carolina Panthers to... Um, all but win the NFC. Really, I, I think they can do it. Do I think they're going to do it? Probably not. But I think they're going to take a huge step towards being a competitive team year in and year out. And it starts with Baker Mayfield. Now, I rode a Darnold train hard, just like I said. But I'm about to ride the Mayfield train even harder. Because hell hath no fury like a Mayfield scorned. It's going to be an insane season, I believe, because we have a healthy Baker Mayfield. We have... I don't know if you saw him in college, but I... You didn't like going up against an angry Baker Mayfield or a Baker Mayfield that had something to prove. You know, a lot of of teams did not fare well when Baker Mayfield was pissed off and looking to prove something to doubters. And I think we're going to see an excellent season. Is it going to be MVP caliber? Probably not. 
but I think he's going to have an excellent season and a really great offensive situation for him in Carolina. I'm going to couple like a healthy Mayfield with a healthy Christian McCaffrey. Now, I said last year that, you know, Cooper Cup might not be a great wide receiver option. Um, in fact, I think I may have left him on the board when it came to me picking a wide receiver in my fantasy draft last year. Why? Because he's been prone to knee injuries. He, he was prone to knee injuries. He had a couple knee injuries in years past, and I, I didn't want to take a chance on Cooper Cup last year. Now, we have Christian McCaffrey, who's been injury-prone for the last two or three seasons. I really fully believe that this is Christian McCaffrey's Cooper Cup season. It's, it's his Cooper Cup 2021. That's, it's going to be Christian McCaffrey 2022. Trust me, it's going to be great. I think he's going to be able to enjoy having a competent quarterback, Uh Christian McCaffrey is because in years past, you know, the quarterback play hasn't been where it needs to be, of course. And McCaffrey's had to, you know, make up all the touches and um, really take control of that offense. But in this Baker Mayfield run Carolina Panthers offense, I think a lot of the load can be taken off of Christian McCaffrey. Yet, I think he's going to have the same amount of production because he's going to have so much more opened up in the passing game and even in the run game where he's going to he, he's gonna potentially aim for that 1,000-yard uh, rushing and 1,000-yard passing season. I really think he can make that happen. Uh, you got Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. They're going to be more than enough at wide receiver for him uh, for Mayfield and company. Their depth at wide receiver could come back to bite them. You know, they have Terrace Marshall Jr. He had 17 receptions last year. Uh, Brandon Zilstra had 18 receptions last year. Richard Higgins had 24 receptions last year. And so I, I think, and those are their, like, I'm not going deep down their wide receiver line for that. Those are the next in line. If DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson go down, those are your three receivers next in line. So, I think they could use some depth there, but, you know, I, I think they're going to be pretty decent at wide receiver. Tight end as well. I, I don't see a lot there. Um, defensive is interesting. I think they're improving from what I hear. In training camp, I hear people are really impressed with how well their defensive um, improvements are going. I'm hearing great imp improvements from C.J. Henderson and Brian Burns especially on that defensive front. I think they have a fantastic secondary. It's just that front seven need to get solid um, and need to be able to make some stops so this offense can really do what I think they can they can do this season. Now, in terms of a record, uh, you know, they have a pretty, pretty rough schedule. They play the Rams. They play Tampa Bay twice. Um, they play Baltimore. But the rest is pretty much doable. They have a game in Cleveland. I don't know if you hear if you heard that actually. Uh, the Panthers are playing Cleveland Week One. Uh, the Browns. I don't believe it's in Cleveland. I think it's in Carolina. But um, still, I mean, what better way for Mayfield to start a revenge tour than against the team that just did everything but spit in his face? And 
I wouldn't be surprised if I heard that they spit in his face on the way out. It's going to be crazy. I mean, they start the year with Cleveland, the Giants, and the Saints. Not not tough competition, you know? It, it's realistic to say the Panthers start 3-0 and here. And then you visit, or you have Arizona, you have San Francisco. I, they, they've got Cincinnati, they've got Pittsburgh. I just... Those are kind of throw-up games for me. Like, they could really, if they come out and play really well against Arizona or San Fran or Cincinnati or Pittsburgh, they can come and win. Um, But then they play Atlanta twice. They played, I think they can beat Denver. I don't know if you heard. I'm not high on Denver. I haven't gotten there yet, but not too high on Denver. They can definitely beat Seattle and Detroit. Like, they've got an easy schedule because they're last place in their division. And so, undoubtedly, undoubtedly, I can say, you're going to see the Panthers in the playoffs. 100%, 100,000%. Um, I've got them pegged at either 8 and 9 to, if everything goes well and they win those all of those toss-up games, uh, 12 and 5 to finish the season. So, probably about the 10 win range for the Panthers. Uh, let's talk about the Falcons. I, I don't know if we're going to talk a lot about the Falcons, but let's talk about the Falcons. Uh, you're not going to be happy if you're a Falcons fan this season. I don't like the quarterback situation. Um, I mean, Desmond Ritter has been looking okay in the preseason. But again, it's the preseason. Um, I, I just I don't think I don't think Desmond Ritter's the answer just yet. I don't think Marcus Mariota's the answer long term, of course. The running back situation isn't fantastic either. Uh, of course, you have Corderell Patterson. He's all right. I, I don't consider him to be a true running back just yet. He had one pretty good season in 2021. I got to give that to him. But in 2022, I got to see him. I got to see him do this, have the same production in order for me to really have trust in him as a true running back one option. You got rookie Algier behind there. He's a tough runner. He sits at uh, running back three in the depth chart, uh, according to ESPN right now. And I think I think they could really struggle in the run game. They don't have a great offensive line. Their, their bread and butter right now is in the wide receiving core. Um, that's also counting Kyle Pitts. Drake London, he's going to be a huge target if the ball can get to him. Marcus Mariota has never thrown for over... The most he's ever thrown for is 3,426 yards. Uh, And the highest completion percentage he's ever had is 62.2%. And he did that once. It's not not great. And both of those were in 2016, I believe. Uh, Those were his best seasons. Best, best season. It's not even plural. 2016. I have the same story as Cal Pitts. I mean, he's going to be great. Let me let me take that back a little bit. Everyone's really high on Kyle Pitts, but and and I think he's a fantastic tight end. Um I don't think he's a great fantasy option considering what happened last season. Uh he had a lot of yards, sure. He had a 1000-yard receiving year, but he only scored one touchdown. Like where is this big, heavy uh, red zone threat in Kyle Pitts? Like, isn't he supposed to be some big, fast 
version of Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. And I don't know. We didn't see a lot out of Kyle Pitts, in my opinion, last year. On defense, Atlanta lost their leading tackler, tackler who also led the NFL in tackles. Um, and I don't see much on paper. The biggest name, biggest name I see for Atlanta is Casey Hayward. And that's if Casey Hayward's healthy. So uh, let's talk about a lot of losses. I mean, you might be able to beat Seattle. Okay, so there's hope there. The unfortunate part is that's week three, right? Um, yeah, that that's week three. So good luck. Um, have fun. Go out and try your best this season, but realize that you're probably not going to have a great season. I have them pegged at probably 0-18 to 1-17. Probably more 1-17. I don't think I don't think a team can go a whole season without winning a game right now in today's NFL, but I don't know. It could probably happen. Uh, let's talk about the Saints. Saints missed the playoffs at 9-8 and last year. Um, this team could be great, okay? I have... I have some opinions about their offense that I think their level of greatness hinges on, but I, they can be great. It, it all hinges on the offense. With all of the Deshaun Watson drama, all of the drama surrounding his allegations and his court cases, I think people have come to forget that the New Orleans Saints are in the middle of kind of a interesting situation with Alvin Kamara. Of course, he uh, he was he's alleged to have been involved in a physical altercation following the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas last year, or I guess at the beginning of this year. And you know, there's a there's a good chance that he misses some time here in the regular season. Now, they keep pushing back his court date. So right now, I think the court date is set for sometime in September. So barring what happens in that court date, uh, will set forward the NFL in their disciplinary process. I guess they can't start until Alvin, or the court, it's all a mess. I would be very weary if, if Alvin Kamara is found guilty of whatever they're alleging him of doing, he could miss the rest of the season from September on. So I'd be kind of wary of, of where the Saints offense lies there. You're going to rely on Jameis Winston at that point. We saw good flashes of Jameis. Jameis, Jameis Winston. Oh my gosh, I can't pronounce his name. We saw some good, good flashes from Winston. Pre-injury. And I think he's got a wide receiving core to succeed, but are you willing? Last time it was all put on Winston was in Tampa, and he threw for over 30, 40 interceptions, right? You got Michael Thomas, if he stays healthy. You got Jarvis Landry. You got rookie Chris Olave, who's looked really good in the preseason. Tight end position is kind of lacking. They've got Adam Troutman, and their tight end, too, right now is... Uh, one Taysom Hill, I guess they've decided to move on from him as a quarterback and are trying him out at tight end. So that's very interesting. Um, in my opinion, this team's biggest success is going to be found on the defensive side of the football. You got Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport at defensive end. You got linebacker Demario Davis. You got safety Tyron Matthew. And you got quarterback Marshawn Lattimore. 
dare to say this defense looks like they're going to be a top five defense in the NFL this year. I, I think they're going to do a fantastic job um, in covering, pressuring the quarterback. Cam Jordan is just a freak of nature. Like it, it's, it's going to look good for the defensive side of the football in, in New Orleans. They need the offense to be productive. Now, as high as I think that they could be, and as much as well as I think Jameis Winston could, Jameis Winston, holy cow, why can't I get that right? Anyways, Jameis Winston, as much as I think he can do well with the football this year, and I think he's taking a trend upwards, this is a tough schedule. They play Tampa, they play Carolina, and they play both those twice. Now, granted, Tampa, they usually play really well against uh, Tom Brady and, and the Buccaneers. They play Minnesota. They play Vegas. They play Baltimore. They play the Rams. They play the 49ers. Like, they they don't have an easy schedule. They play Atlanta twice, which is great. They play Seattle. They play Arizona. They play Cincinnati. They play Pittsburgh. Um, they play Philadelphia. I, I think they're going to be able to split the season series between Carolina and them. Uh... They should be able to beat Cincinnati if, uh, and that, that's a toss up for me, really. Actually, that Cincinnati game, um, toss up games as well in Arizona, Pittsburgh, considering I don't know, I don't know how they're going to look like with the quarterback play in Pittsburgh either. Toss up games in Philadelphia, you know, I, I think, I think it could be a decent season. Do I think it's going to be a fantastic season for the Saints? No, I, I think your schedule is just too difficult right now. And I think the best you can do is maybe 9-8 and eight if you can squeak it out. Um, but I'd probably peg you around the 7 or 8 wins right now. I, your defense is great. I, just, I have concerns about your offense. I have legitimate concerns about Winston being able to lead this team. And I think, I think it's valid considering the last time he truly led a team on his own because that's what I'm going off of. I don't think Kamara's going to be available for very long. I, I don't have trust in Winston to do it all on his own. Let's talk about Tampa Bay. Uh, they went 13-4 and last year. Division loss, or divisional round loss to the Los Angeles Rams, who eventually won the Super Bowl. I think these are one of the mainstay teams on top of the NFC Tom Brady's as good as ever. He threw for 5,316 yards and 43 touchdowns, both of which were first in the entire NFL. He only threw 10 or 12 interceptions as well. A little worried about regression. I don't see it happening, really, unless he's sacked 40-plus times, which, considering their offensive line issues in the preseason, very well could happen. You, you could see people really, or teams really rushing uh, Tom Brady well with his lack of experienced offensive linemen heading into the regular season. Uh, the wide receiving core is as good as ever. You got Mike Evans, you got Chris Godwin, you got Russell Gage, Scotty Miller, and you added this guy named Julio Jones. I uh, don't know if you've heard of him, but when he's healthy, he's a pretty good wide receiver. Pretty good. Pretty good, I think. Um... <laughs> I that's a dangerous wide receiving core, especially if Jones can stay healthy. And Evans. Evans had some injury issues last year, and Godwin had some injury issues last year. If this wide receiving core can stay healthy, 
I think the Buccaneers have a chance to make a really deep run, if not a Super Bowl run, for the NFC. Uh, Leonard Fournette will now act as the first running back one in the offense. He uh, Last time he was in that situation in Jacksonville, kind of got downtrodden in his health. Uh, some ankle issues and whatnot. So we'll see how that happens. He's a huge running back option fantasy-wise because he's great coming out of the backfield um, in the passing game. So if you're looking for someone that maybe not be on, maybe might not be on everyone's radar, uh, Leonard Fournette is someone to take a look at. Defense looks as good as ever. Uh, I love Akeem Hicks, Vita Vea, Devin White, Shaq Barrett. Uh, the defense is going to continue to be some some someone that's hard to run against. Uh, and I think, you know, Antoine Winfield Jr. in the back there, it's going to it's going to look to continue their strong secondary play. You got Sean Murphy bunting back there. You got Carla, Carlton Davis the 3rd and Mike Edwards, all of them which are coming off of health issues. So if they can stay healthy in the secondary, because if you remember, they had to go so far as to sign Richard Sherman last year in Tampa. So if they can stay healthy in the secondary, this team is a force to be reckoned with. Um, I I obviously have them doing very well, uh, twelve and five or thirteen and four losses to Kansas City, a loss to Carolina, loss to Baltimore and the Rams. Um, yeah, I have them really high up there. So you're at least in the playoff spot with a divisional win. And right behind you is the Carolina Panthers at probably around 10, 11 wins. New Orleans Saints in third. And the Falcons in dead last. Probably close to last in the entire NFL. Uh, anyways, let me know if we, what you think. Hit me up on Instagram at Harvey's Huddle. We're on Twitter at Harvey's underscore Huddle. And we're on Facebook. Harvey's Huddle is the page name. Let me know if you think I'm stupid. Let me know if you think I'm a genius. And uh, I'll make sure to respond to you. Don't worry. It might take a little longer if you think I'm stupid. But actually, it might be faster if you think I'm stupid. I'll try to argue that I'm not. <laughs> Anyways, let me know what you think. If you think these predictions are whack. If you think they're dead on. And look out for uh, the last two divisions. The AFC and the NFC West coming soon. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jackson Harvey. This has been Harvey's Huddle. Take care.